Welcome to the podcast. Hello. If you listened last week or watched, we were here in these same clothes because it was about five <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> we're not tricking anyone. <laughs> like we don't change outfits. Hmm. And we, what's this called? It's batch recording because mm. we're. I learned about that the other day. <laughs> yeah, it's really neat thing. So I learned something on last week's podcast. Um, it's interesting because like. I feel like I really know you. And then there's times where I was like, oh, that's like surprising. And then I've read some things that you've written. And so she was talking last week. This is Clut, by the way, she. And you said this project, which is your Instagram handle. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, how did you come up with this name anyways? Defiant Dreamer? The Defiant Dream- Dreamer. The Defiant Dreamer. Uh, well, God gave it to me. <laughs> okay, so it's not even yours. Okay, so let's just get this straight. It's not even yours. It was given to you. It was given to you. And you've been using this instead of Colette Patricia mm-hmm. as an Instagram handle. Mm-hmm. You've been using this pretty much as, like, this is your personal Instagram. Yeah. You even have a .com with it as well. I do, yes. And then several other ones. But this one was given to you for what reason? Well, because when I changed the Instagram name was when I left LA and moved into my brother's apartment after my divorce. And so I, my old Instagram was like Colette LA colorist or something, you know? And I just, I wasn't even using it. Like, I think I had 300 followers on it or something. Like I, not that I have a lot of followers now, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just like kind of a random thing. And so when I went to change my name and I was like, well, who am I? What am I? And I literally like was going through that process of, collapsing this entire life that I had built. I'd been a hairdresser for 15 years. I walked away from that. I left my marriage. I did all these things like, and just changed everything about my identity. And so I was trying to think of a stupid Instagram name. And I was like, well, I don't know. Cause Colette was taken and I didn't, you know, I was like, I didn't really have anything that I felt aligned to. And I didn't really know it. So then I just started kind of brainstorming on what am I? And the the defiant dreamer came up. And I wanted just regular Defiant Dreamer, not the Defiant Dreamer, but it's fine. Um, Defiant Dreamer was taken. So I just took the Defiant Dreamer. And yeah, it was just something I'd worked yeah. through just to kind of define what I was do, who I was, yeah. what, I, what I, was I. I was saying, okay, like I was really upset with the church. I was, felt really hurt by that. Like the f- whole marriage situation bombed. Like, you know, like I just felt like, I didn't agree with any of it. I thought there was a lot of bullshit going on and I just kind of started calling bullshit on stuff. And then, but I was so hopeful for something beautiful. I was so hopeful for love and life and like to wake up every day and be excited about what I was doing and like to be free. And so that's all I could think about was like, okay, this really sucks. I don't like any of this stuff. So fuck all of that, you know? And then I literally bleached my hair, dyed it blue. It was like blue hair, the defiant dreamer, like fuck everybody. Like I'm just, I'm doing my thing, you know? So yeah, it was kind of the creation of undoing all of these paradigms that we create around ourselves or our culture creates for us and just being like, well, what do I want to do with my life? Who am I, you know? What makes me joyful? Turns out it's a lot of sparkles. A lot of sparkles. And a lot of F. So last week we discovered, I smell more like weed than anybody on the team. (laughs) Who who cusses the most on the team? Probably Colette. (laughs) 
Colette? It's definitely Colette. Yeah. It's definitely Colette. Uh, but they're just words. Uh, Why is it a big deal? It's just a plant. It's just a plant. What's the big deal? I don't, I'm not judging. So anyways, so that's the project. You can follow her at The Defiant Dreamer, <laughs> not The Defiant Diva. I tried to get that Instagram. So if Defiant Diva is, uh, is watching, please let me know if we can have your Instagram <laughs> handle for a secret Colette uh, page. But uh, that one's taken. Um, yes. So this project that you're going to launch is outside of all the work that you're doing in cannabis. Yeah. So when last week you're like, I'm really wrestling with that. And it was just like, well, you're doing that now right here. But then you said, but it's like with all of us. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like good practice. So take over the podcast. <laughs> what you want to talk about. I'm going to like go zoom in on that camera. So now I don't have to do anything. <laughs> and you can talk about whatever you want about cannabis on this episode. Um, by yourself. You can't just leave get, me here gonna, high and dry with you're nothing. Get, you're going to get um, used to just being the focal point on your stuff. So. Wow. Did you literally just take your mic off and walk off of the set in the middle of the podcast? And now I'm just left here to talk about nothingness. Um, I definitely work better with in community. So... Can I just like pretend there's a human being here I can talk to? <laughs> Cipriana, why don't you come talk to me? <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Uh, so uncomfortable. This is, makes me uncomfortable. This is what you're doing. You're putting me on camera and then forcing me to be uncomfortable. I got this. I could talk about cannabis for hours, but of course right now I can't think of anything to say. I don't know. It's funny. I guess talking about all this defiant dreamer stuff and then, and talking about cannabis, they do, they're similar in a lot of ways because the defiant dreamer is definitely focused a lot on just emotional healing and wellness and just being free and embodying like your best weirdest version of yourself like to just walk into a room and have complete confidence in who you are and just own your power and stand in it and speak your truth and draw boundaries you know like it's just power that's what the, the defiant dreamer is and I do it through teaching people about emotions because we don't feel our bodies so we can't even feel our emotions I don't really know where to even look so I'm just awkwardly staring at this table this I feel like that's better for everyone <laughs> so then in um with balancing cannabis and the stuff that we're i'm doing with my cannabis meditations is like it's a way that you can learn how to feel your bodies and so you don't need cannabis at all to have a spiritual life you don't need cannabis at all to be well you don't need cannabis for anything unless you want it and it helps you and it serves you but for those that are using it or they're interested in it it's a great tool for you to learn how to feel your body and so as I teach people using cannabis how to connect to their bodies using when they're doing a meditation, I use that word loosely. We're still looking for language to kind of describe what I do because it is a meditation, but it's, it's not really a meditation. It's, it's an experience. So yeah, but the goal with the cannabis meditations really is to allow people to have a, an emotional experience in a safe environment. It's so crazy how we don't even realize how much of our emotions we don't feel. And the only ones that we end up feeling are the ones that are bursting or exploding out of us in a fit of 
anger or in a bout of tears or in a panic attack or like we're so disconnected from how we feel that it takes a humongous like our threshold is just so high so we don't really feel anything unless it's an explosion and so using cannabis and then laying still and feeling your body gives people an emotional release in a place that they can do that in um, and that's where the power of the work comes from it's really crazy to think about people that don't have like a connection to their emotions like i'm so connected to how i feel all the time and yeah i don't know so the meditations are are really cool so and then with the defiant dreamer stuff it's just other different ways to help people connect to their emotions and their feelings and so a big way that i do it is with journaling and so like craig had mentioned in the last episode i'm working on a journal right now that's i hope going to help people create more dialogue with themselves about themselves so that they can learn what their emotions actually feel like and so then they can grow you know like we can't evolve as a human species if we're locked in heavy dense emotions like fear and grief and anger and resentment and greed you know and so that's people don't even realize their emotional disposition and they don't understand that like if you live in a dense energetic state of emotions all the time then you're essentially just perpetuating experiences in your external environment that produce more of whatever that emotion is. So for example, if you spend a lot of time in anger, like if you're angry a lot and you spend thoughts of anger, sensations of anger in the body, then you're actually attracting more things into your life that will make you angry because the anger can only produce more of itself. So fear is the same way, right? So like if you live in a constant state of fear, then there will be more experiences that make you fearful that come into your life. So as you start doing some of this emotional work and you start learning your feelings, like that's the very first step. You first have to be able to feel your body. If you can't feel your body, you can't feel your emotions. Once you start learning how to do that, then you start to identify the kind of the state that you live in a lot of times. And you're like, wow, I spend a ton of time being anxious. Like I maybe could do some work on that. So yeah, I don't know. That's kind of the, the, the ways that the two projects overlap um, is really cool and unique and different. But like I wanted something with like the Defiant Dreamer, I think is really awesome because I can talk to young girls and I can talk to teenage women and I can talk to, you know, early 20s, women in their early 20s that are really struggling and they're really hurting and they don't really know where to turn to. So, you know, I like color and I like sparkle and I like stuff that's pretty. And so that using different ways to connect with people and then help them on a journey to understanding themselves. Like if somebody would have sat down with me at 13 and taught me how to meditate and taught me how to love myself and like, what does that actually even mean to love yourself? Because that's such a vague topic. I just think about how different my life would have been. And so, and that's what inspires me to create for people and for women and for girls is like, I see so many women that are hurting and I talk to so many women that are hurting every day. And so I just want to create stuff that can help more women stand in their power because I, I've been on this journey, you know, and I wrestle with my power sometimes and sometimes I'm in it and it's beautiful and it is so incredible. And I don't take a second of that for granted. And then sometimes I'm not in my power at all. And I see the difference between the two and I see the different ways that 
shows up and manifests other things in my life. So I don't know, just helping women and girls on this journey just seems like it's just such a gift. It's such a gift. And in a sense, both of them ultimately are tied back into helping people understand God or source or universe or like whatever word you want to use, the energy of love. I use that one a lot. I like that one. Um, but like you can't understand what's beyond this physical realm. You can't understand what it means to have a spiritual life. You can't understand something that is the creation of all things in the whole entire universe that cannot be described with words if you don't even understand your own human emotions. Like you have to go through the layers of the human so that you can arrive into this spiritual space. I think I talked about this on a couple episodes before when I was talking with Jeanette, but you know, to me, emotional wellness, whatever that means for different people, emotional wellness is the gateway. It's the gates of of the kingdom, you know, like finding emotional wellness is how you'll find God, whatever emotional wellness looks like for you. But like, first you have to even know that you're emotionally unwell. And then you have to know, well, what do you do with that information? A lot of people are emotionally unwell, you know, but the thing is our minds are so smart and they trick us and they sort of hide how we feel from ourselves as either a defense mechanism or just as something where it's like, this is my constant state of emotion. So then the, the brain goes, we don't need to pay as much attention to this anymore. So we can just kind of cut that off. And so, yeah, like we're, there's so many things that we're unconscious to about ourselves, you know? And then like I mentioned to Craig last week, the Craig, my imaginary co-host here who has abandoned me off set. <laughs> Like he's helping me organize my email and learn how to do efficient project management and all of these administrative things, you know, that like I struggle with. And so it's so funny how I'm an expert on emotions, but I can't manage an email organization system, you know? So (laughs) he's throwing things onto the set now for those that aren't watching. So, yeah, I don't I'm just rambling on now for what, like a good 20 minutes? 15. 15 minutes. Oh, okay. It's not too bad. So, anyways, the Defiant Dreamer Project is really beautiful and it's really terrifying because it's me doing all of the weird things that I do to step into my power. And it's an honest portrayal of how hard that is. You know, like it's not like the journey towards being in your power, whatever that means to you, connected to source, connected to God, the Holy Spirit, like whatever language you want to use to describe it. But when you're in your, you know, when you're there, like you're in your flow, you're in your vibe, like you can't fuck with this. Like you just know you're on it. You're on your, your fire. What is, what is the words that the kids are using these days? You know what I'm saying? Like you just, it's the move chief or it slaps. (laughs) It slaps. But like, you know, when you're in your power, right? So we've all had moments, glimpses or moments of being like, yes, this is my jam right here. And so then the work becomes, how do I stabilize the jam? How do I make my constant expression of who I am that version of me? Well, whatever is blocking you from that is your work, you know, your work. And so, yeah, I don't know. I think that the Defiant Dreamer Project is me putting on display, literally, the work that I do in order to maintain and stabilize the expression of myself in my power. 
And so that's journaling, that's writing, that's dancing, even though I'm not a dancer, that's glitter and unicorns. And it's, you know, just being weird and feeling uncomfortable and putting myself out there anyways. And then noticing how uncomfortable certain situations make me like being, I'm so acutely aware now when I'm not in my power and I'm so acutely aware of why. And the moment that it switched, I'm like, Oh, I can almost as if it's a movie that somebody pushes pause. I can see this happened that turned that either whatever it made me unsafe. It made me, you know, that's usually the one thing for me. I think now that knocks me off of, off of my game is if I feel unsafe, I, I usually tend to contract a lot and then kind of close up and create some energetic distance from people. So yeah, the Defiant Dreamer project is really vulnerable of mine and it's cool because it's, it doesn't include cannabis, but if you want to talk about cannabis, then I still do balancing cannabis and I have this beautiful podcast and talking about cannabis is spiritual. And so I think that there's still, there's more people to talk to, you know, and at the end of the day, I want to help as many people as I can, whatever that looks like. And in this day and age to make something or create something that has an impact on people is, is hard. You know, there's a lot of people that are making things and selling them on the internet. And there's a lot of people making great content and putting weird things out there. And you just wonder like, is mine going to get the attention that it needs or any attention at all? Or is it going to even land or is this dumb? Or am I going to put all this work into writing this journal and we're going to sell four of them or, you know, whatever. It's like, that's the human side of fear. And that's the normal part of it. Like I have a photo shoot coming up and I'm like, what? That's insane. Like, ugh, it's insane. And is it going to be cool? Or am I going to look like a weirdo? Like all of these things are just normal questions that I am wrestling with. And I think anybody would wrestle with it. And I, I've known that this is my path for a long time. I've known that I've been here to like, I'm sent here to help and to serve and to love people. And so then now to be in a position that I have a team that's saying like, okay, go do that thing. Like, yeah, take all these plans out of your journal that you've created and go do that. Like this, I know that this is really what I want to do. And so it's hard to step up to the plate, you know, when you're in your room and you're daydreaming and you're manifesting and you're vision boarding and you're like, oh, I want to be this and I want to be a writer and I want to do speaking engagements and I want to be on this show and I want to do a TED talk and I want to la la la, like all these things in my big bubble of like, my goals and my visions and what I'm seeing, but then to actually be in a space that it's like, okay, now go do that thing. Um, it's really confronting. So yeah, that wasn't really about cannabis. So sorry to everybody else. If you're hoping for some cannabis discussion, but yeah, I think that cannabis is incredibly helpful to lower the human resistance that we all have, like to, it's really, really good at like taking that big loud voice of fear that I wrestle with and just quieting it just a little bit. It doesn't make it go away. It's not an end all cure all, but it does just quiet it enough that I can get into a more creative headspace. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me, when, when it comes to using cannabis for emotional wellness, like removing that little bit of the human element of you, that fear, that judgment, that whatever is like, it gives you more courage to go in and feel what needs to be felt. And so even when I'm holding meditations, like I did last night, like, yeah, it's still, it works every time. And if you ask 
the medicine, because I still, I believe it's medicine. If you ask the medicine what you're not seeing or what you're not feeling or what you need to know or for answers or clarity, if you ask the medicine while it's in your body, you will get the answer. But I think a lot of us don't even want to know the answer because we're afraid to feel. So I'm writing a really great interactive journal that will help you feel if you want to check it out on the defiantdreamer.com. It's not ready yet. I'm not done writing it yet. I'm still learning how to get things done, apparently. <laughs> Doesn't count till it ships. But anyways, that's all I have for now. At least not without another question prompt. Oh, heavens. Morning, Reed. Uh, being human is hard. Talk about <clears throat> what you're doing next week. Because I think that applies to... Okay. <laughs> So, you want to dance too? I, maybe not today. Um, okay, so the photo shoot that I'm doing for the Defiant Dreamer next week. This is a cannabis podcast. Here we are talking about the Defiant Dreamer, but it's our podcast. We, it's our podcast. We, we talk about whatever we want. Okay. So, I had an idea for a photo shoot <clears throat> because. So I do this thing, I guess, is the easiest way to start. It, when I use cannabis, in, this is one of the ways that I use cannabis in my wellness practice, and I usually call it a wiggle practice, um, where I'll have a, little bit of, have a little bit of weed, and then I put on like my favorite, favorite music ever, and I usually wear it in headphones. It's better in headphones than it is in a speaker. Trust me on that one, especially if you have good headphones. But you put it on the headphones, and then you just lose your shit basically in the form of dance <laughs> so I basically just like dance around my room and I shake my body a lot and we had talked a couple episodes back when Jeanette and Craig were here about like how I move the energy around either just by like wiggling or moving but I do it a lot with dance and so I've been doing this for a while in my room and I just had this idea of having somebody photograph me doing it because I think that it's, a, it's kind of an emotional experience for me. It's an outward expression of emotion. And so, yeah, that was the idea for the photo shoot. It's just like to have somebody come take photos of it. And then I just knew that it would be something that we could use later um, just for content and just for fun. Basically, that was my first vision of it. And so then um, I, I wrote this poem that I'm going to share um, at this shoot. We're going to film me reading this poem. And then I will... I don't know. I'm just trying to make content that people want to watch. And so it's going to be a weird photo shoot of me dancing around and losing my shit on camera in a unicorn t-shirt, um, reading a poem about how being a human is hard. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, this is a, a conversation that I had with God about how being a human is really hard. Um, and so, you know, I've struggled with depression my whole life. I've had all kinds of darkness, dark thoughts, dark ideation, suicidal ideations. Just like, not, I never wanted to hurt myself because I couldn't see myself doing that. But it was constant conversation with God. Like, I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. So, like, can you please? Like, I'm ready to go. Um, and that's such a that's such a hard place to be at. You know, I just have such compassion for people that can resonate with that experience. And so the last conversation I was having with God, it was more of an argument, I guess. And I was just saying like, this is so hard. And I was seeing this just knowing of my path and my journey and what I'm here to do. And, but I just kept saying, but being a human is hard. 
<laughs> because it is. So I wrote a poem and I guess I'm going to read it to you now. <clears throat> Being a human is hard, don't you know? We all wear masks and put on a show. We can't feel our bodies, our minds are a mess. We judge who we love and we choose who to bless. Our hearts are all hurting and we doubt what we are. We believe that our value is in our things or our cars. We avoid all our feelings and sit behind screens. We eat food out of plastic and none of it green. We hurt other people and destroy the whole earth. We don't understand our inherent worth. We worship money and status and massive success, but we know nothing of spirit and of power still less. Bodies are weird and everyone poops. We lose our identities when we are in groups. We demand perfection from ourselves and each other. We struggle to reconcile with our families and mothers. Being a human is hard, try to recall, but you're not really a human, not really at all. We think we are human, but we're really a light, sent here to love and to always burn bright. There's a place deep inside you that is peaceful and calm. Turn off the distractions, the phone and the song. Sit with yourself and just feel what you feel. Watch the light grow, becoming more real. Take time every day to connect with yourself, then take that old album off of the shelf. Dance in your room like you don't care at all. Keep getting back up after each time you fall. There's so much magic that is hidden within, under the thoughts, the body, and all the emotions. You have to go find it. There's no other way. You can even make up a new way to pray. Being a human is hard, don't you see? But you are the wave and God is the sea. Work on the human stuff, grow and evolve, then watch the separation between us dissolve. I see you, I am you, we are one in the same. The light inside me also gave you your name. We are here to remember just how to love both your enemies and those you think the world of. Being a human is hard, my friend. Don't get lost in the delusional trend that life is only what you see or you earn. There is so much more for you to discern. Love yourself, all the people, and the universe too. Let's heal Mother Earth, keep her waters bright blue. Embody the light and love that's inside. Take off your mask. You don't have to hide. I'm going to just clap for my damn self right now. <laughs> just kidding. Not really kidding. Um, yeah, so that's my poem. And yeah, that's kind of the... It feels like the foundation of what I'm building. It feels like the pillars that I want to stand on is this deep sense of compassion for every human being because we all are the same and we're all struggling. Every single human being that you meet has trauma. Every single one of us. It's impossible not to. So when you walk down the street or when you interact with people and you start to see that they're hurting just like you are, you start to see that it doesn't matter their color, or their gender, or their, the way that they dress or where they live or what they believe or what their political affirmations are. Like, we're all the same because we're human. And yeah, like, I don't want to teach people about God because I'm not God. I don't know how to do that. But I do know how to teach people about being a human and being a human is hard. And so I think the best thing that I can teach anyone is to learn how to love, love themselves and then love each other and then love God because 
if we lived on an earth where everybody did that, like, it would be such a different earth. <laughs> but that's all I have. Thanks for listening. Thank you.